This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Foam Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Well, this year's Safer Internet Day celebration took place on Tuesday, February 5th, 2019. And the campaign slogan was Together for a Better Internet. Now, this was a call to action for all stakeholders to join together and play their part in creating a better Internet for everyone and especially for younger users. So today we're going to take a look at ways you can help create a safer and better Internet. Plus, we're taking your personal tech questions. Now, to be a part of the show, give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email us at everydaytech at MPB. Online.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. Donating your change to MPB just got better. Visit mpbonline.org slash support. Change donors are now change sustainers with instant benefits like passport streaming video and home delivery of our fine-tuning program. If you'd like to give a set amount every day, now you can. Donations are charged directly to your card, which means you can earn points and a tax deduction. Visit mpbonline.org slash support and become an MPB change sustainer today. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Now, this year's Safer Internet Day celebration took place on Tuesday, February 5th. Now, while Safer Internet Day may have passed for this year, the campaign's message and general awareness raising online safety issues should continue all year round. So this year's slogan was Together for a Better Internet. So today we're going to take a look at ways you can help create a better Internet for you and your family. Plus, we're taking your personal tech questions. Now, to be a part of the show today, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Jeremy. Good morning, Michelle. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. More crazy weather, hot, cold, can't make up our minds. What else is new? <laughs> Sunshine, rain, <laughs> uh, All snow. of the above. Exactly. We, you have to look at the news to see what to put on the next day. Now, what's funny today, this morning is 60-something degrees. The afternoon is going to go back down to 40. Isn't that something? So Love it. You can't even Love it. <laughs> dress for one whole day. It's going to change in the middle of the day. That's something. But that's Mississippi for you. We've got to do another weather tech show because, I mean, weather and tech goes together. Yeah, it um, does. All right. So uh, what has been going on in Hattiesburg with the company and everything down there? Pine Belt. Pine Belt. Uh- <laughs> Well, uh, we've just been keeping busy, you know, removing viruses and getting people updated. Uh, There's been a lot of problems with uh, Windows 10. Uh, People are trying to update it, and it will not allow it to update. So we've been dealing with that, uh, which has been kind kind of a headache because, uh, you know, Windows 10 is supposed to update itself automatically. What happens when something that works automatically is no longer doing what it's supposed to do? You're you're kind of dead in the water there. No updates, no security. You know, it, things start to get behind. At first, it's not a big deal, but then, you know, how how long does it take to fix a problem like that? Well, if it's supposed to fix itself and it can't fix itself, then you kind of got to take it somewhere because it can't fix itself. Wow. Do you have any idea of why? Now, is it just a couple or is it more than like two or three? No, this is actually a, a widespread problem that Microsoft has discussed, and the source of the problem is DNS, which is the service that we use on the Internet to take an IP address, which is a bunch of numbers that translate into a website like Google.com. Mm-hmm. Well, if it can't translate those addresses properly, then it can't 
phone home and get its updates. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So everybody's been calling you talking about what's going on with my computer and things like that. And we have we have had it. We've had a large amount of machines come in that could not get their updates. Mm. Now, they're not all caused by the same issue. Um, there are a lot of different things that can cause a computer to not get its updates. But recently, it's been very widespread with a bad update that got rolled out. Oh, man. I have, well, I hope, you know, since, like you said, Microsoft is aware of the error, and hopefully they're working on trying to rectify it right now. But again, there's there's no way to fix it when it's already broken on somebody's machine until we go in and edit the DNS settings, or in some cases, we have to actually reinstall Windows. Really? Do they have mm-hmm. to pay for that? Oh, absolutely, yes. Oh, uh, it, I mean, Microsoft isn't going to cover these things. They they roll out the updates, and then it's kind of like a let it go. It's it's other people's issue kind of thing. Um, I'm sure it's written into their um, their service agreement somewhere that you cannot hold them legally responsible if their updates break your stuff mm-hmm. um, and that they expect people to take the proper precautions to protect their information, yada, yada, yada. Not a lot of liability. Wow. So, you know what? Go back to the beginning. Tell people because, see, someone out there is dealing with this and didn't even know what was going on. So just not to scare everyone, but just let them know what's going on with the Microsoft uh, updating. If they're having any issues, what should they do? Well, um, if if you're having an issue getting Windows to update, it's it's basically just going to tell you that the updates failed or that it couldn't contact the update services. Um, from there, uh, if if you know how to go in and adjust your DNS settings, you can use a public DNS like Google's DNS servers, which is 8.8.8.8. So if you go in there and you change that server address to 8.8.8.8, it should fix the problem. Now, a lot of people are probably going, well, what is he talking about, and do I want to go in there and do that? The answer is probably not, because if you go in that menu and you put in the wrong information, you can actually knock your computer off the Internet, and then everybody's going to be calling up here going, oh, I did what he said to do, and now I can't get on the Internet at all. (laughs) Now I can't get updates, and I can't get on the Internet. It's broken worse than it was before. So if you're savvy enough to go in there and edit your DNS settings and not mess up your Internet connection, go ahead and try it if you're having issues with the updates. Ooh. Or the second option is call. Uh, take it to a professional <laughs> and um, let them let them see what they can do for you. Okay. Because like I said, there's a lot of reasons that Windows Update may not work, and everybody may not be having the same issue. But a professional will be able to help you narrow it down better. Right, right. Just like a car. Don't try to fix your car. Oh, I know what it is. Get under the air and mess up, make it worse. Take your car to get a diagnostic check to see exactly what's wrong with it. Then go from there. I like that. Absolutely. Like that. Uh, speaking of that, you know, uh, what's wrong and things like that, you know, Safer Internet Day was February 5th, and uh, we're going to honor it all month by talking about how to make the Internet safer for you and your family. So today's first hot topic of the week actually talks about um, a Internet safety issue. Can you talk? tell the uh, listeners more about that, that Epic sure. Games so uh, Epic Games is the company that owns Fortnite, and um, Fortnite is uh, a game that is very, very popular with children. Um, it's very animated. It's 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 just it's all the rage with the kids. Well, um, there were some issues with some ads that were played on uh, YouTube videos. Um, somebody discovered that they were videos that were being used by predators to exploit children. So Epic Games, of course, does not want to promote anything like that, so they have pulled their ads from these videos. Mm. Now, do you think, when I was reading this story, I was like, wow, that was kind of not excessive, but wow. They're really showing you that they care about the kids and not the money. Uh, yes, absolutely. Plus, uh, something like that on a, on a company's image is is, is right. not going to be good. I mean, they they would pull the plug on that regardless of how they felt about the situation. But, um, yeah, there's other companies that are now looking to see if their videos are being featured. So it's kind of started this kind of a – Awareness. Yes, exactly. And it's – you know, the thing that shocks me is that there are so many predators and so many people Mm -hmm. leaving comments on on YouTube with with this kind of material and subject matter. And it's – I mean I'm appalled. Personally, hmm. I, I, I don't I don't know any other way to say it. 
Um, but I'm glad that they're they're taking the proper precautions, and I hope that Google is developing something to uh, to help cut down on this as well. Google Google is really good when it comes to that. They come up with some amazing solutions, and I think that they'll figure out something something real clever to take care of this issue. Funny that you mentioned Google um, and uh, Gmail and phone Androids because you can go right into our second story, which is very interesting. You want to talk about that one? So uh, Google has rolled out a, uh, a new update for Gmail. Um, it's uh, a lot brighter than it used to be, and it also has some new design elements. The font looks a little bit different, and they've also kind of cleaned up the interface a bit. I've been using it myself, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. It has changed mm. quite a bit. You um, like it better than the old Well, uh, we'll see. Okay, all right. So if I may go on a rant for a moment here. <laughs> Um, when it comes to app updates, I really, I mean, I, I don't mind when you when you're when you're improving the functionality and making it work better and faster and all those things. But when you start moving stuff around, that's when you start ticking me off because I used to go over to the top left of the screen and I could change which Gmail account I had because I have like five of them. Mm-hmm. I could change which Gmail account I pulled my email from, or I could go to all inboxes or whatever. Well, now I can still go to all inboxes, but if I want to switch my account, it's on the opposite side. It's on the top right side, and I have to switch the account that way. So it just took me a little while to figure it out, and it seems like every time there's a major update for any app or a phone or whatever, you have to go through that period where you have to figure out how to use your own <laughs> device again. Yeah. Especially with, uh, I know I'm Team Apple, but iPhone. Oh my God, when I did the update, everything looked different. The font was different, settings and things were different. Everything. I was asking my teenage daughter, my, uh, Jordan, where is this and where's that? And she's like, Oh my God, my yeah. right here. <laughs> like, I, I recently, don't know where it is. <laughs> I recently got the Android Pie update on my phone, and it changed everything. Oh my! Like on the. Uh, the Oreo update, everything navigation-wise, was pretty much on the top. Mm-hmm. Well, now they've they've gotten savvy to the idea that people are usually holding their phone in one hand, and they should put all the navigation on the bottom. That way you can easily reach it without having to stretch across a giant screen. It's a great idea. It's great. But when somebody's been using their phone for the last eight months and everything's been along the top and you move it to the bottom, you just made them – not trust their own phone. Wow. You know, they sometimes I, I wonder, do uh, phone companies or people who create the look of a phone, do they even consider the people uh, using it? Do they do surveys? Do they ask uh, how would you uh, like this to be moved? I don't know. Sometimes I think so, if they did a survey, it would be better. Well, I think they do some of that. Mm-hmm. You know, they have focus groups that they'll ask questions and stuff. But I'm curious how many of them are new users versus old right. users. And how many of the old users said, oh, I really loved it when you took that button that was always here for the last two years <laughs> and moved it to the opposite side of the screen. I, I just I don't think there's many people that said that because I know after I updated my phone, I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I like this or not. Wow. They moved clock, Michelle. They moved my clock. <laughs> How do you move the clock? Right. Top right. And you know what? I look at it, and now it's on the left. And the far left. And that's what's funny. Things that you know, like your calendar, things where you know it's – where I know this was right here. Where is it? That is funny. That is funny. Speaking yeah, of funny I – mean, I was holding my phone going, I, I know nothing now. Oh, I know my absolutely goodness. nothing. I don't even know how to use the thing. <laughs> it, it made you uh, question the entire universe, didn't it? <laughs> the whole thing. My world crumbling down. Oh, my God. Well, speaking of worlds, I like that segue. Uh, Queensland, Australia is uh, rolling out emoji license plates. Isn't this cool, guys? And you know, once one country does something, it's going to quickly come to America. Watch this. Now, drivers in Australia, the state of Queensland, will soon be able to personalize their license plates with an emoji. Now, it won't be just any emoji. You can't pick anyone you want. They have a few that you can use, like the face of tears and joy, um, the winking. Like my favorite one anyways. <laughs> the smiling emoji, the sunglasses emoji, the heart eyes emoji. Now, they said, sorry, no eggplants and peaches. <laughs> <laughs> now, the price starts at around uh, $340 for the emoji license plate. Again, it will oh, be. 
available uh, March 1st. Pre-orders are available right now. That's only in Queensland, Australia. Well, do it, Queensland. Let's see. Let's see how it works. I think, and once you know, I think if it does well in Australia, it's going to soon make it to America. Well, uh, guys, we're going to take our first break, and when we return, we're going to talk about ways you can help make the internet safer for you and your family. Plus, we're taking your personal tech questions. The number to call is one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or you can reach us on by email at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. MPB would like to thank Daniel, Coker, Horton, and Bell and the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance for underwriting MPB programs. Your company can be an underwriter, too. Find out more. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting to find out how. For Moments in Black History, we highlight Mamie Teal, the mother of Emmett Teal, who was murdered in Mississippi on August 28, 1955, at the age of 14, for being accused of inappropriate behavior with a white woman. With courage and strength, Mamie Teal insisted that her son have an open casket funeral. The pictures of Emmett Teal's badly beaten body helped spark the civil rights movement throughout the country. We salute Mamie Teal for her courage. This has been MPB's Moments in Black History. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Jeremy Thompson via Skype. And today we're discussing ways that you and your family can be safer and more responsible when using the Internet. Plus, we're taking your personal tech questions. If you uh, have a general tech question, of course, or want to talk about Internet safety, give us a call at one eight seven seven. MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can reach us by email. The address is everyday tech at mpbonline.org. Well, we have some callers this morning. Let's go to Alan because you know what? I really, really, really miss talking to Alan <laughs> last week. Good morning, Alan. Oh, hey, Michelle and Jeremy, and I, th- I hope Java's in there in the background. He is. He's yes, here. Sir. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, I, 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 this is just a commiseration call. Cause <laughs> I'm kind. I'm kind of with Jeremy. I mean, I, you know, I've been using computers since 1981, and uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of it. And I know you got to do upgrades for security reasons and stuff. But man, I'm telling you, 95 percent of the things they change when they do an upgrade are user interface changes. Uh, you know, don't don't give me this BS about. It's got a whole bunch of new features and stuff. The main thing they do is they they move everything around, like Jeremy said, and and you can't find anything anymore. Especially when you're you're blind like I am, you're dependent on the screen reader. A lot of the times, it, it, it like kills you. The upgrade kills you. So I can't find out how to do anything. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm, I'm kind of like like Jeremy. I, I, I'm 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 a little hesitant to upgrade. And I'm still running. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm starting to play with Android a bit. I have not done the the upgrade to Pi. I'm still running Oreo because I've I've learned where everything is. So I don't want to have to relearn it all. So uh, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, I have a question, Jeremy. If you can answer this, and uh, Alan, it goes to your comment. If you don't upgrade because you don't like the changes, is that good for your phone? Yeah. Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. It's Jeremy. We may have lost Jeremy. We'll try to get him back. But that's my question. And uh, when we get Jeremy back, Alan, I'll ask him to see if he can answer that for us. Because, uh, you know, I, yeah, I mean, eventually, I think eventually, you, you, I mean, they kind of force you into doing it eventually because you, 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 you can't continue to run the old stuff or you'll end up missing out on things. But uh, I, 
I'm never one of the first ones to upgrade. I like to I like to wait a bit because uh, uh, the one the user interface changes are always predominant. Right. You've got to you've got to relearn stuff that you already knew. How right. To do. And, and like you said, in your case, it's very detrimental for them not to move anything because you count on that, and you're uh, visually impaired, so you really count on it being where it's supposed to be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, exactly, exactly. But anyway, I, I missed last week. I was traveling, so oh, hope I, I had a good. Hope you had a good program. Guess what? Week. Guess what we talked about, Alan? We talked what? about online dating because it was Val oh. the weekend. Yes, I really wanted you to call in. I was waiting for your call, but I knew yeah. it was a reason why you didn't call in. I'm like, he never lets us down. He's probably busy. Yeah. I told the boys he's busy, but uh, he'll call uh, yeah. me back this weekend. Yes, it was a great show. I, I wanted some I'm comments sure from you. <laughs> I can't say I'm a big fan of online dating. Not, nobody wants to date me anyway. So, oh, yes, stop. But, yeah. Stop it. <laughs> but anyway, I love the program, as you know, so I'll I'll give it somebody else a chance to talk. So, okay. Bye. Well, thank you. And bye. I think we have uh, Jeremy back on. Yeah, I was muted. I'm sorry. I was talking the whole time, and I was like, why can't they hear me? I'm, I'm talking. Oh, but, wow. um So your question was, uh, is it safe to uh, delay the updates on your phone? The answer is it, it it's mostly okay, mm-hmm. uh, but what I've noticed these days is eventually you put that update off long enough, they're going to force the update on you. That's what happened with me and Pi. Mm-hmm. I kept telling it, no, I don't want your update. No, remind me later, remind me later, remind me later. And then it was like, oh, hey, um, we're only going to let you hit continue. <laughs> Do I have to? And yeah, I had to, and it made me upgrade my phone. Um, for the most part, you definitely want to keep your device up to date because they're – especially with these these newer smartphones, there's all these security holes that they uh, develop and close and patch, and you, you, you need to keep it up to date. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the best thing to do, um, and it may fix some, some old bugs that your phone had or it may create some new ones. But either way, the, honestly, the best practice is to keep it up to date. Okay. Well, we're going to um, go to have our one more call before we get into our Internet safety um, tips and ins and outs on how to make the Internet safety for you safer for you and your family. We're going to go to Rob uh in clinton mississippi good morning rob good morning thanks for coming well actually this wasn't what i called about uh but since y'all got on this i have a a laptop and i'm still using windows 7 and i try to stay with the updates and always wondering should i you know am i should i go upgrade from windows 7 but so far um, I haven't had really any big issues out of it, and I was w- always wondering about that. So I guess it's okay to stay with Windows 7 as long as I stay, uh, keep the updates uh, current. Pretty pretty much, yes. Um, about this time next year, um, you're going to start see, or if you don't already see messages, that uh, Windows 7 will be outdated and it will no longer be updated. Um, officially, Microsoft is supporting it till 2021, but they are already starting to slowly roll back support on Windows 7. But you're good for at least another year. And uh, as far as protecting yourself on the Internet goes, as long as you've got good virus protection and you're, uh, you're visiting sites that you're familiar with and you've got a decent pop-up blocker running, then you should be okay, um, even if you continue to run it after Microsoft no longer updated it. In fact, I still have clients that are running Windows XP because their uh, requirements for using their computer online are very minimal, and they don't put themselves in any risky spots. Um, well, having said case, that... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, ha- having said that, it- it's... It's eventually going to come to a point where your computer will no longer function in the way like Windows XP does. If you've tried to use a browser or anything on a Windows XP computer, every time you do, it tells you that it's out of date and it's not going to get any more updates and it's not secure. You will get messages like that sort of goading you to update to a newer operating system. But as long as you're, you're safe and you're, you're uh, browsing responsibly, your computer should be okay. Well, if that's the case of uh, they're having issues with 10, then what should you go with if that's the case, the XP? Or well, wait until um, 10 gets to iron out the issues? The the thing is is that as far as the, the, quote, issues with 10 goes, there's always going to be some little issues. As far as the update issue that we talked about, I'm pretty sure that Microsoft has already fixed the problem, so it won't be rolling out to any more computers. It's just the ones that were broken in that process. Uh, but for the most part, Windows is still functional. It just won't get its updates. So okay. even, well, question- even when 10 is broken – I'm sorry, go ahead. 
Well, my question was when I was calling in, uh, the security question uh, uh, programs such as like, uh, well, I, I signed on with AVG, and mm-hmm. uh, seemed like I had a you know pretty good luck fit, and then uh, somebody told me to go ahead and add on AVAS, which I did that, and then I know there's uh, something like ScanGuard, of course, you've got McAfee. Uh, are those compatible? Can you run those as a security programs at the same time, or are they going to cancel each other out and create more issues? It's going to create more issues. Uh, it's not a good idea to run more than one virus protection program at a time. Uh, they will fight over files. They will slow down your machine. Um, so make sure that you're only running one of those at a time. Uh, the others, you can go into your settings to add remove programs and take out all of the other ones. Now, most of the time these days, they've gotten uh, hip to the fact that there are other programs that may be running in conjunction, and they'll actually pop up and tell you, hey, there's another program running. I can't do this right now, um, but get the uh, the virus protection program that you do want. If you like AVG, stick with AVG and remove the other ones from your computer because they're not helping. All right. That's uh, so what I was kind of wondering about. And uh, what about SpyBot? You ever heard of SpyBot? SpyBot is a pretty old program. I don't know if it's still updated or not. Um, I use Malwarebytes personally, and it pretty much wipes out everything all in one go. What's that? Malware? Just that Malwarebytes. Yeah, Malwarebytes. Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Rob from Clinton. Thank you for calling in. Now, that's what we do here on Everyday Tech. If you have a general tech question, uh, Jeremy is standing by ready to help you out and decide what's best for you and your tech devices. Now, today's show is all about Internet safety, how to be more safe on the Internet with your family and yourself, uh, as, and especially as parents. Uh, we know that uh, for anyone born after 1980, the world has always had computers or cell phones. Their world, they don't know a world without cell phones and computers. Now, they're tech savvy and they get m- most of their information um, online and they socialize through the Internet. Now, for them, there's no distinction between the real world and and the online world. Now, uh, they are the same, but in our world, like Jeremy, you kind of, I, I wouldn't call you a millennial. Would I call you a millennial, I guess? Technically, I'm a millennial, but I definitely work too hard to be roped into that category. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I actually kind of came up in, in the, the interim there. I, I got to see the, the, the world pre-online and then sort of grew into growing into what it is now where everybody is connected and everybody's always on. But, yeah, I was I was that kid that was always on the Internet, you know, watching wow. videos and learning to do stuff. So, Well, uh, guess what? When we get back from break, we're going to talk about some ways parents can learn, teach, and engage. And we're going to talk about some online lingo that you may not know what it means. And also, when we get back, we're going to talk about some online dangers, things that parents need to be aware and adults need to be aware that's out there on the Internet. Uh, Plus, we're still taking your personal tech questions, so give us a call. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can send us an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Whether traveling through Oxford or Tupelo, stuck in traffic in Jackson or Meridian, or cruising along the coast in Biloxi or Ocean Springs, MPB goes with listeners wherever they go. Your company's message can go along, too. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting to find out how. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for joining us. This is Everyday Tech. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, here with our tech expert, Jeremy Thompson. Now, if you're just joining us, today's show is all about safer Internet. We want to make the Internet safer for you and your family. And we're going to talk about ways that you can help create a safer Internet for you and your family. Now, if you'd like to be a part of today's show, phone lines are open, so give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. 
you can reach us by email. The address is everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now, we'll continue our uh, topic in a minute, but first, it's time for Today in Tech. Now, this is a good one. On February 20th, 1962, John Glenn becomes the first American to orbit the Earth riding aboard Friendship 7. Now, Glenn orbits the Earth three times in four hours and 55 minutes. NASA accomplished this landmark using an IBM 730 stretch supercomputer. Do you remember that, <laughs> Jeremy? <laughs> I've never even heard of that. Seriously. The IBM 7030. IBM 7030. 1962 on this day. Wow. That's that's huge. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the 7030, I just Googled it. Mm-hmm. If you uh, if you watch any kind of like sci-fi movie, if mm-hmm. you look in the background at the computers they're using, mm-hmm. that's what it looks like. Oh, my God. The supercomputer. Now, we're going to get to our phone calls in just a second, but I want to talk quickly about how can you be engaged with your family? How can you make the Internet and the Internet world a safer place for you and your family? You can learn. You can teach and you can engage. How do you learn? You can educate yourself by uh, about technology, computers, the Internet, cell phones, texting, etc. Now, the more you know, the better able you will be able to judge your child's online behavior and how risky it may be. Now, the best way to help ensure your child's safety online is to become tech savvy yourself. Now, I know sometimes parents say the kids know more about the tech than we do. I understand. Now, another way is to teach Uh, To children, the online world can seem like the wild, wild west, but they do need to be taught the rules and the values that apply. So it's our job as parents to tell your kids and show them by example what's best on the Internet, how to use it uh, morally and all that, all those good things, respect, uh, never steal, never lie. And those same same rules apply online. Do you agree, Jeremy? Absolutely. And uh, when it comes to uh, safety, emphasis always on protecting your privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle, did you know that you could take a picture on your phone and you could email it to me and I could go into that picture and I could dig out information that tells me exactly where you were when you took the picture? Yes. We're going to talk about that a little later. But since you brought it up there, there codes in in pictures tells you exactly pinpoint your exact location and things like that. And some people, again, like you say, people don't know that this technology is out there. So when we talk about predators, they can easily find your location. Well, it, it, so if people are listening and they're like, oh, my gosh, what about my Facebook and mm-hmm. all that? Facebook actually strips this information from the picture before allowing it to be posted to Facebook. So it's a little bit safer. But that doesn't include any other websites where you may upload photos. Um, it, it's it's up to them whether they, they strip this information. It's called XIF data, E-X-I-F. It's up to them whether they strip that information out of the picture or not, and it will give away – your home address, uh, your your place of work, uh, it, it, just about anything. Of course, figuring out your place of work would be pretty easy, Michelle. Now stop. Now the last um, thing, uh, uh, well, the last point I want to make for parents is to be engaged in your child's online world. Please be involved in their online world. Learn about their interests and their favorite online activities. Take the opportunity to let your children teach you about technology. That's real important. If you do it together as a family uh, family unit, then they feel more comfortable talking with you about their sites. Uh, they know what you expect of them. And it's, it's not like, well, my parents are not looking. And you need to let them know that even if you weren't looking, always be responsible online because they're predators out there. Now, we're going to uh, go to Judy in Jackson. Good morning, Judy. Thanks for calling the show. Um, I have a couple of questions I hope you can help me with. I am confused about the difference between antivirus software and something like, say, Malwarebytes. Do I need okay. both? And I have Windows 10 now. I understand Windows Defender is supposed to eliminate the need for an antivirus program. So just kind of enlighten me on all that, please. Okay, so uh, your first question, what's the difference between uh, an antivirus software and, say, Malwarebytes? Um, nothing really. Uh, I mean, it, it, fundamentally, yeah, they, they, they may operate differently, but as far as what they do for you and me, it's the same thing. 
they're all removing viruses, malware, adware, uh, it, bloatware, all, all kinds of different things that can slow down or maliciously affect your computer. Now, um, your other question was uh, with Windows 10 having Defender built into it, does that eliminate the need for virus protection? To an extent, yes. Uh, me personally, I'm still going to use a third-party program because Windows Defender has actually been around for a very long time, and I just can't trust it near as much as I can trust something that's developed by a company that specifically creates software for removing viruses. Um, I just feel like because of the way uh, Microsoft handles things and how quickly they – or how slowly sometimes they patch things, I would rather trust a company that's dedicated strictly to that task rather than Microsoft, which is sort of a jack-of-all-trades, if you will. Okay, so how can I remove my, uh, that from Windows 10, or should I? Well, you don't really have to remove it from Windows 10. Uh, Defender is smart enough to know when you want to replace it. So what it will do is it will uh, – once you put antivirus software on your computer, it should say that Windows Defender is going to deactivate or it will actually just deactivate itself intelligently, or the antivirus software will go in there and tell it to deactivate. Okay. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Um, so that question probably came up because we were talking about how you don't want to run two virus protection programs side by side. You definitely don't. But Windows Defender is built into Windows, and it should deactivate itself or at least leave your other virus protection program alone so that it doesn't interfere with the overall function. All right. Well, next we're going to move to Memphis and speak with Ela. Good morning, Ela. Good morning. How are you guys? Doing great. Thanks for calling in. What's your question or comment this morning? Well, I have um, a question about Trend Micro. So I used to have uh, Windows, and then I moved over to iOS. And I was very happy with Trend Micro on uh, Windows, so I thought, oh, this can do, be my um, password key holder. And so I transferred over to iOS, and before I realized that they already have that embedded in there, uh, I downloaded Trend Micro. Well, what do you know? After hours and hours of spending time on uh uh, Apple support, you know, customer mm -hmm. service support, whatever. Um, we still can't freaking get it off my computer. It wow. has files embedded so deep that we can't get to it. And it's still, every time it, I re, you know, like restart the computer, turn micro, there it is. It's like laughing at me and taunting me. And we can't get to it. So it's Sort of, I don't, I don't think we're going to be able to solve the problem on air with me sitting in my car. Well, but um, give me, give me a chance. Well, okay. Uh, I just, I okay. just want to just send a warning out, a general warning to be careful. You know, but ahead, if you can solve it, solve it. <laughs> Sure. Okay, so uh, Trend Micro, you have loaded that on your your MacBook or your iMac. Is that correct? It was a desktop. It was an iMac. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Um, it, it, when you say that the software won't go away, you've gone to applications and you've tried mm -hmm. to drag it to the recycle bin, and every yep. time you do, it just doesn't go away, right? Well, now, if I go to the applications, there's no icon, no trend micro. We've gone deeper than that and looked for files, and there's no indicator of anything trend micro. But then when we turn it okay. on, it still pops up. Okay. So it sounds to me like it's actually stuck in your login items. What you're going to have to do uh, – let me see. I need to get to a Mac to really show you how to do this. You're going to have to go to the Apple in the top left of the screen, and you're going to have okay. to go to System Preferences. Okay. And then you're going to have to go to uh, Spot – hang on. I'm trying to boot up a Mac right now. Um, <clears throat> uh, what, what you'll have to do is change the login items. There's, there's gonna, you're gonna go to, um, I believe it's your user profile, and then uh -huh. there's gonna be a spot where it says um, login items, like actual items that pop up with your computer whenever your Mac comes on. Those items okay. need to be changed because Trend Micro is still there, even though the program has been removed, it's still popping up in that, in that startup item. I cannot seem to get to a Mac at the moment to give That's you step-by-step, okay. step, but if you change your startup items, you'll have mm -hmm. to go in there, and you'll have to actually remove it from the list. There's a little box that you can check uh, that kind of makes you think if you uncheck it that it won't load. It still will. You need to actually hit the minus button and remove it from that list. That okay. should fix your issue. Okay. All right. What makes it do that? If you remove something, an application from your computer completely… 
Well, you know I mean? all I can say is yes, yes, but some of these programs – see, when, when it comes to removing an application, that program has a, a, a program itself that it runs to remove itself. If that program wasn't written properly or you got a, an outdated version or maybe they had a typo in it or something, it may not fully remove itself. So even though we mm -hmm. trust it to do its job, it didn't do it right. Also, those Mac login items, for some reason, they can just stick. I don't know what it is, but I've had some issues myself where certain applications – Applications just did not want to go away. Okay. Well, gosh, thank you. Um, You're I will so welcome. give it a shot and see what happens. Well, All right. Thank you, Ela, for calling in, and I hope it works. And if it does, kudos to you, Jeremy. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. Well, today we're talking about how you can be safer on the Internet with your family and yourself. Now, you know what? I, I can't wait to talk about this. Hey, Michelle. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me just let me just cut you off for just okay, a second there. Okay. If she goes to users, and then she goes to uh, there'll be a one thing that says login items. She clicks on login items, and then there'll be the list. It'll say these items will automatically open when you log in. Click on that application and hit the minus button under it. You may have to click the lock and put in your password to make changes, but click that and click the minus button, and it should go away. All right, Eli, I hope you heard that. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can always email the show, and we can actually email you back that information. The address is everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Well, we're going to take our last break of the show, but when we get back, we're going to talk about some online lingo, some uh, online dangers, and a few tips for parents to stay safe and have your kids stay safe on the Internet. Uh, plus, we're still taking your personal tech questions. The number to call is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Again, or you can reach us by email. The address is everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. This is Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org underwriting for more information. Donating your change to MPB just got better. Visit mpbonline.org slash support. Change donors are now change sustainers with instant benefits like passport streaming video and home delivery of our fine-tuning program. If you'd like to give a set amount every day, now you can. Donations are charged directly to your card, which means you can earn points and a tax deduction. Visit mpbonline.org slash support and become an MPB change sustainer today. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MVB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with our tech expert, Jeremy Thompson. Now, if you're just joining us today, we've been discussing ways on how you can help create a safer Internet for you and your family. Now, uh, we were talking about tips for parents and online dangers. But now let's talk about the top 10 safety rules that you can apply to you and your family to help keep your family safe online. Now, Jeremy, a lot of these tips we've talked about, of course, we talk about every week on our show, but a number one is keep personal information professionally, um, professional and limited. Keep personal information professional and limited. Tell them how important that is, Jeremy. Well, you know, it, it's a lot easier for people to understand now because pretty much every day we turn on uh, the news or we log into Facebook and we see that somebody else has put something out online and gotten caught, and now they're paying the price for it. Or it could be a picture that you took in your yearbook, uh, and and you know you're you're being uh, called out on your actions. So we have to think about those things happening to us, and we have to make sure that the things that we put online are appropriate and professional because it's not just our friends that are going to be looking at it. It's going to be our employers. It's going to be uh, 
<clears throat> friends of friends. It's mm -hmm. going to be other people that are associated with you, maybe people that you don't even know that are looking at your stuff if your privacy settings aren't right. You really never know who can see your stuff until you go in there and try to see it when you as as someone besides yourself. So uh, when it comes to uh, Facebook and, and various things like that, you just you, – or Twitter or whatever, you just want to remember that what you're putting out there is being backed up somewhere. Exactly. Did you know that everything on the internet is archived, Michelle? <laughs> yes, especially – You've heard of – have you heard of, <laughs> um, you heard of the Wayback Machine? No, I have not. So – so the Wayback Machine is a piece of software uh, that's out there on the internet. Anybody can use it. You can Google it right now, and you can pull up any old web page you want. You can go to the Wayback Machine and say, show me Yahoo in the year 2000, and it will show you what it looked like. Wow. And that means – In MySpace as well? Yeah, all of them. My. All of them. You can go and check out all. Yeah, go 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 live a blast in the uh, go have a blast from the past. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. That would be but interesting. But all of that information, all of that information is archived. Mm -hmm. All of it is recorded, and it's out there, and you can't get rid of it. So when it comes to what you put out there, make sure it's something that you're proud of, and that you'll be proud of in five years. Otherwise, don't put it out there. Exactly. Now, um, because of time, I'm just going to go through these. Keep your privacy settings on. You basically touched on that as well. Uh, know what your uh, privacy settings are. Know how the entity that you're on, know how Instagram works. Know how Facebook works. This, just don't go on Instagram or go on Facebook and willy-nilly use it. Know the ins and outs of the social media sites you're using. Practice safe browsing. Very important. Uh, there are uh, cyber criminals out there and uh, things that are not good for you. So please practice safe browsing. Make sure your internet connection is secure. I know uh, we're running out of time, Jeremy, but talk about that and how important that is. Okay, so when it comes to your internet connection, if you are connected to a wireless network that does not have encryption on it, then somebody else can connect to that network, and they can see everything that you're doing. They can see your logins. They may be able to see your passwords on certain websites, and there's ways that your computer can be attacked where they can see everything. Hmm. So you want to make sure that you're connecting to a network that requires a password. If you're doing anything on public Wi-Fi, you need to make sure that you're not logging into anything, and I do mean anything, because you have to understand – those websites that you're logging into, they have to have their own security on their end. And if their security on their end is not good, that leaves you vulnerable too. So, there, so, so be aware of where, what sites and, and what Wi-Fi you're logging into because now you can go on Starbucks, um, even McDonald's, they have free Wi-Fi. Everyone has you know, free Wi-Fi, but you don't suggest – it depends on where you're going on your computer when you're using the Wi-Fi, right? Correct. Exactly, and I can set up my laptop right now to do um, what is called a packet capture, and I can just look at all the networks that are around me, and I can just pull information out of the air. Wow. You don't have to be looked wired into it. It just it's just floating all around us, and your computer has the the capability to decode it. And if it's got your information in it, it's out there for anybody to see. And that goes right into this next point: choose a strong password. We talk about that almost every week on Everyday Tech. Please choose strong passwords. Also, make online purchases from secure sites. We talk about that, especially during the holiday season when you're on doing a lot of online shopping, but please make sure your uh, online purchases are secure sites. And the way they do that, Jeremy, is when you um, go, go to the site, put the web address, and you said they're looking for one particular thing, correct? Well, it, these days it's, it's not just one particular thing, but you want to make sure you're putting the website directly in. If you're getting an email or something like that, it wants you to click on a link um, you you don't know where that link may take you. There are ways to find out, but a lot of people don't know those ways, so it's better to err on the side of caution and just type the link directly into your browser bar. And it should be something relatively short. If it's something pretty long, then it's probably taking you down some crazy path, unless you, of course, requested the information. Okay. Then, of course, click on it because you asked for it. But if you didn't ask for it and you've got something in your inbox, I would be very skeptical. Okay. There's one other thing I want to mention, and mm -hmm. we've mentioned this before, but it's a really great website. And <clears throat> if you haven't signed up for this, then you are already vulnerable. Okay. The website is have I been P W N E D dot com. Say it again. You need to go have I been P W N E D 
hackerspeak.com. It's Have I Been Pwned, which is hackerspeak for being hacked. You put in your email address on that website, and they will let you know if you have been in any of these data breaches. Do you know how valuable that is to know when your information has been released to the public so you can go out and just change all your passwords and protect yourself? Because there's millions of people out there who have no idea that their data has been compromised. Their passwords are being logged in on other people's other websites. Their accounts are being shut down or deactivated or, you know, there's all kinds of things that can happen when somebody gets that information. But if you sign up on this website, they will let you know when you have been a part of a major data breach and you can protect yourself. I highly recommend have I mm-hmm. been P W N E D pwned mm-hmm. dot dot com? Okay. Have I been P W N E D dot com? Yep. And I all you like got to do is go there, go there and put in your email address and they will let you know. They will probably send you an initial email and shock you. Wow. With how many data breaches that you've been in. Uh, to date, there's over six billion pwned accounts. So make of that what you will. Um, there's lots of really cool information that you can ascertain from this website as well. And uh, yeah, everybody should check it out. It's really neat. All right. Also, another one is, of course, you touched on this earlier. Be careful what you post. Be careful who you meet online and keep your antivirus programs up to date. We actually started the show off with that. Uh, well, talking <laughs> about antivirus packages and can you run two at the same time? You also told everyone that no, you should not run two antivirus packages at the same time. They will cancel. Sometimes they'll cancel each other out. Correct. That is correct. They'll, they'll they won't really cancel each other out. They'll fight over slow. files. Okay, okay. So it's best to uh, run one, and uh, and the other one you said I heard you mention it will delete itself. Uh, I'm sorry. What? The other, uh, if you have, just say you have one antivirus oh, package. The other one, Windows we should, Defender. Right. It should go away. Uh, when it you, won't delete itself. It'll just deactivate itself. Deactivate it won't. Itself. It won't. It won't be problematic. It's it's pretty good at going away once it realizes you want some some better protection. Okay. Well, all of these tips today we've discussed can be found on the Office of Attorney General Jim Hood's website, which is www.ago.org state.ms.us That will wrap us up our show for today. Uh, Thanks for sharing your hour with us. Now, if you missed the show or want to hear past episodes, you can listen on our website at mpbonline.org or subscribe to our podcast. For Jeremy Thompson, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Up next is Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy. And join us next week for another episode of Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people at 10 a.m. Only on MPB Think Radio.